0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
1: This episode is brought to you by Ritual Vitamins. So they're these vitamins that are vegan, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, and allergen-free. They also have this minty cap, so it makes the pills taste minty instead of like all chalky. They're made in the USA without any synthetic filters or colorants, and you guys should know that 95% of women do not get the vitamins and minerals they need on a daily basis, so Ritual created a smarter vitamin with nine essential ingredients that women lack most. Go to ritual.com slash skinny to choose clean ingredients backed by science. Sign up now at ritual.com slash skinny.
2: She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostic are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for
1: some major realness.
2: Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Uh Aha!
0: It was, you know, it was like highs and lows, roller coasters of like maybe months not doing it and then just doing it for months. And it was like, I, back to, I never thought I had an eating disorder. I just thought it was like this thing once in a while, it just happened. And then when I lived alone by myself is when it started getting really bad again. What up guys? Welcome
1: back to the Skinny Confidential Him and Her Show. If you're new to the show, thanks for joining. So that clip was from our guest of the show today, Melissa Wood, also known as at Melissa Wood Health on Instagram. And on this episode, we're going to discuss addiction, overcoming eating disorders, and how to talk to your loved ones about eating disorders, comparison on social media, how to seek out help and productive routines. We also have some exciting announcements to make around the live event space. For those of you who are new to the show, I'm Lauren Everts. I'm the creator of The Skinny Confidential, a cheeky resource for women that's filled with beauty, wellness, and bossy tips. Of course, you can also find me in The Skinny Confidential secret Facebook group or on Instagram and Instagram stories, where I like to showcase the crazy BTS of my life in a way that hopefully brings you guys a ton of value.
2: And I'm Michael Bostick. I am this lovely woman's husband and business operator and entrepreneur. I've specialized in brand building and direct-to-consumer marketing over the last 10 years, recently Podcaster and now the CEO of a podcast network focused on female audience and female hosts called Dear Media, a new kind of podcast network that is kicking ass.
1: Michael, you're also sick. I'm surprised you didn't introduce yourself as Hi, I'm Michael, and I'm sick. Oh my god! I, I feel thought like... your name was sick today.
2: Well, we spent all week in New York last week. Just got back last night. And I think I was operating like, you know, at that, um, like adrenaline all the time. You
1: mean cortisol? And I
2: was running around with Paige who works with me on your media and we had all these meetings and meetings with you and interviews and I was just refusing to feel sick. And I think after it all ended, my body just was like, whoa, dude, and gave out.
1: He was running around New York with his suitcase with podcast equipment in it. His adrenaline was at a functioning at 800 the whole entire trip. And we literally worked from the second we woke up to the second we went to bed We also had our parents in town. So it was like,
2: (laughs) it was a lot. It was a
1: lot. It was amazing. It was like the best time ever. Um, It was so, so fun to have um, our parents in town and take them to all our favorite spots. But at the same time, it was like just nonstop 24 seven.
2: Well, imagine you go from working and doing high octane stuff all day and then you got to get the whole family bandwagon together. So anyone would be stressed.
1: Yeah, but it was fun. Okay, guys, very exciting announcement. So we touched on this last week, and we're so, so excited to finally let the cat out of the bag. We are doing our first ever live event in LA. The event's going to be at The Grove, which many of you know is a landmark location in Los Angeles, and it's only nine days away, okay? The seats are limited, so we waited to announce it. The event is going to be completely free, no charge, and there's going to be major goodie bags for the first 100 people to arrive. Also, if you miss a goodie bag, we're going to do three huge $1,000 giveaways so you have a chance to win that. You can expect tons of Kopari, we love Kopari, lots of beauty goodies, and some health and wellness items. So here's the details. It's Thursday, July 12th, doors open at 6.30 p.m., and the show starts at 7.30 p.m. sharp. Our guest for the show will be a him and her twist with Emily Schumann and Jeffrey Fuller of the mega brand and blog, Cupcakes and Cashmere. So you can expect fun conversation, lots of cocktails, candy, and macaroons, so, uh, aka lots of Instagrammy moments. So if you're in the area, San Diego, Orange County, LA, come by and bring a friend. We're also going to do a QA and a after the show, which should be fun. To RSVP and get a spot to the event, go to dearmedia.com slash live. Again, the event's free and there will be a lot of cool people in attendance. First hundred people to arrive get a festive, very TSC goodie bag.
2: Yes. And each week following that event, Dear Media in The Grove will host another live show. All of that information can be found as well at dearmedia.com live. We have a lot of great talent that will be at The Grove all month long. Looking forward to seeing as many of you there as possible. Yeah, you
1: guys, it's going to be so fun. Lots of cocktails, lots of macaroons, like we said, goodie bags. So come see us. Okay. With that, we also have a massive giveaway that plays into this. Okay. Don't mean to brag, but this is the biggest giveaway ever. So we're giving away two round trip tickets, one for you and one for a friend with a hotel stay for two nights and guaranteed attendance to our live event. Okay, Michael and I will be paying for you and your guests flight and hotel stay. All you have to do to enter is write a review on iTunes and leave your social handle on the review. Then you're going to screenshot your favorite TSC him and her episode. Okay. It could be any episode and post it to your Instagram feed for 24 hours. You can remove it after 24 hours, but we just need to see that you entered the giveaway. After you did that, just leave a comment on my latest Instagram, letting us know you reviewed and posted to your Instagram so we can stalk you. Again, we're giving away two round trip tickets, one for you and one for a friend with a hotel stay for two nights and guaranteed attendance to our live event. Michael and I will be paying for you and your guests flight and hotel stay. All you have to do, like I said, is go to iTunes, leave a review, leave your social handle on the review, screenshot it, put it on your Instagram, and leave a comment letting us know that you reviewed and posted on my latest Instagram. Super easy to enter, guys. I cannot wait to meet the two winners. They'll be out-of-towners. Aren't you excited about this?
2: Yes, this giveaway was actually my idea, Lauren. Oh, okay, okay. So, excited. Well, you're
1: sick, and this was your idea.
2: I know. I'm I'm limiting my talk during the (laughs) intro because I sound like garbage, but I, I'm agreeing and uh, promoting everything that you're saying.
1: Maybe yes. throw in some more silver spray. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of your cold, you need vitamins real bad. No doubt. I am thrilled to tell you guys about ritual vitamins. So I've been doing this challenge where I take two every single morning and you sort of keep track of it with these little yellow stickers. I, I love like like recording stuff. You know what I mean? I'm kind of OCD like this. So, I first found out about Ritual when I was stalking the company on Instagram. If you haven't checked out their feed, you have to check it out. It's it's very aesthetically pleasing. Then my girlfriend started raving about it, and then I actually heard about it while I was getting a double brow tint and a dermaplane. And I just feel like you know a product's good when you overhear a girl blabbing about it during a beauty appointment. Anyway, I decided to try Ritual, and I immediately fell in love with the product. It's just so on brand for TSC listeners. And before I get into it, I want to tell you guys why it's on brand. So the benefits are endless, okay? The supplement fills in the gaps in your diet, and I personally very much needed this while I was in New York stuffing my face with truffle pasta. I have a very big need for vitamin D. I've talked about this a lot, and Ritual contains the perfect amount of vitamin D. You should also know it's a vegan, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, and allergen-free. It's also made in the USA without synthetic filters or colorants. And this is a big one. There's like this delayed release capsule, which is really important because it prevents nausea. But the best part is I love a detail and there's a mint scented cap, okay, within the bottle and it's enriched with pure peppermint oils. So the vitamins taste good. Okay, so what you guys need to know, it's subscription-based, $30 a month, delivered straight to your door, okay? Happiness guaranteed, no questions asked, and can be canceled easily at any time. And let's be real here, okay? 95% of women do not get the vitamins and minerals they need on a daily basis. Ritual created a smarter vitamin with nine essential ingredients women lack most. So go to ritual.com skinny. Choose clean ingredients backed by science. Sign up now at ritual.com skinny. Trust me, you'll smell like peppermint. Okay, so some backstory. We had Melissa Wood on episode 86. You guys can go back and listen if you want. She was so vulnerable and raw and real, and you guys just really loved her. She resonated with the audience. On that episode, we talked about smoothies, meditation, being a mother, and we briefly discussed her eating disorder. So after that episode aired, Michael and I saw that there was space to go deeper with this topic, and I started to really research eating disorders and found out that at least 30 million people of all ages and gender suffer from an eating disorder in the United States. I also found that every 62 minutes, at least one person dies as a direct result from an eating disorder. Eating disorders have the highest mortality rate of any mental illness and 13% of women over 50 engage in eating disorder behaviors. So I just felt like it was extremely important to bring the right guest onto the show to discuss this horrible illness. We felt that Melissa was perfect because She's not a doctor, so none of this advice feels clinical. It just feels authentic, and it feels like she's sharing her journey. To me, this episode is beautiful. I think Melissa is just really a beautiful person on the inside and the outside, and there's no one better to sort of talk about this disease. So I hope, Michael hopes, we hope that this episode can be impactful for anyone who's out there struggling with an eating disorder to know you're not alone. And now I'll introduce Melissa. So Melissa Wood Teppenberg is a mom, wife, certified yoga and Pilates teacher, wellness coach, meditator, and thriving on a plant-based diet. Her life wasn't always like this. Like I said, for years, she struggled with severe anxiety, painful cystic acne, and an awful eating disorder. We'll discuss her journey in this episode. Her website contains tons of beautiful plant-based recipes, lots of low-intensity workouts, and raw, real conversations on her YouTube channel. Her goal now is to help people become their best self through movement principles, mindful eating, and meditation. She lives in New York City with her husband and son, and I should also note that she's pregnant and just so, so cute. With that, we'll be back with Melissa after this break.
2: So let's talk about one of our favorite brands, Thrive Market. We love Thrive. You should love Thrive. And Thrive Market should love all of us here in the Skinny Confidential, him and her community because so many of us are customers. So thrive market if you are new to the show this may be your first interaction with the brand and if you're a regular listener this will be a good reminder as to why you should be using thrive if you don't already i just ordered a bunch of stuff for my cold including silver spray and i'm waiting eagerly for it to get here so if you don't already use thrive let me tell you why you should do you like doing things the hard way nobody does and thrive is your answer it's easy and efficient it's still amazing to me that in 2018 some people don't use this service So, Thrive. It's your one-stop online shop for all things grocery, household supplies, and supplements delivered straight to your door. It eliminates... All of that aggravation of going to the store, if you know me, you know I do not like going there, some do, but you don't want to go for your repeat products and have to scroll through the aisles and stroll around the grocery store. It's its a huge pain. So if you have things on a regular basis, just get them through Thrive because then you don't have to worry about tracking them down in the store. So Thrive has so many products that Lauren and I both use and everything on the site is priced below 25 to 50% below retail. So even if you don't like quick and efficient deliveries straight to your door, you can appreciate the price discounts unless you don't like better pricing as well in which case i can't help you you can also shop by diet so if you're vegetarian gluten-free paleo or a carnivorous meat eater like myself thrive has the goods for you it breaks down items by preferred diet they also have household supplies for babies and supplements. I get all my supplements on Thrive. For my cold, I just ordered a bunch of stuff like I mentioned. They have everything though, all your groceries, all your needs, um, so check them out. We place regular monthly orders and even had stuff delivered to New York while we are out there so that we didn't have to go to the grocery stores there because some of those hotel beverages and foods can get pretty expensive. So it's nice to have our stuff that we have at home at the hotel. So Thrive is giving all Skinny Confidential, him and her listeners, $60 in free groceries and free shipping, which you can't beat when you visit thrivemarket.com skinny. Again, that's thrivemarket.com skinny for $60 in free groceries and free shipping. I know you guys hear this regularly on the show, but you wouldn't hear so much about this brand if we didn't love it so much. So check them out. This is The Skinny Confidential, him and her. So, so traumatize me.
0: Yeah, traumatize him. I mean, are you sure? Yes. When do you want to have kids?
2: Um, I want to anchor baby her pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, got to lock her down. I love
1: how you think you're going to anchor baby me. I'm going to anchor baby you.
2: <laughs> I don't want her to get, uh, I don't want to get too far before she's like, wait, I don't need this guy anymore. And so I got to, I got to lock her down, you know?
0: <laughs> this is true. No, no, you—you're the best. So my—it uh, was so rough. It was, I—I—I'm just one of those people who has challenging pregnancies. I don't—I don't, I don't want to say difficult, but so extremely difficult. I was so sick in the beginning. I could—I mean, I was fully depressed. Couldn't function. Was vomiting like projectile vomiting all day for. It was about a good 15 weeks. During this pregnancy? Solid, yeah. And that didn't happen before? Not, I didn't vomit with Benjamin, but I was endlessly nauseous, which is, I thought was worse, but being endlessly nauseous and projectile vomiting all day is, it definitely took the cake. So I can expect
1: vomiting all the time because I'm not, vomiting gives me a little bit of the heebie-jeebies. You know what?
2: Lauren actually faints and passes out when she vomits.
1: Oh my God. Well, why don't we just like, so she has
2: to lay on I'm her sure side. Everyone
1: that's really riveting. <laughs> she has to
2: lay on her side and just shoot the vomit out sideways. Cause she literally passed out and she can like, I've heard her collapse before in the bathroom. Cause yeah, if I she faint. gets sick and then she faints cause it's a, what's that vasovagal? Yeah. yeah. It, Is that how you say it?
1: I don't know. Uh, you I, seem to know I, more about I, me I, than me. <laughs> no, but so the
2: doctor said she, when she, if she does that, she has to lay cause she could fall and like smack her head, you know? Right. So no, you can't do that.
1: Okay. So I'm, I mean, it was,
0: yeah, it was, yeah, Listen, I had one of the roughest experiences. I don't know too many people, besides all of my sisters and my mom, and I have four sisters, they were all sick like this. So is there anything you can do? Can you eat ginger and all that stuff or it doesn't work? Honestly, I hated it. It didn't do anything for me this time until I was about probably like four and a half, five months. Then I I could tolerate it. What did I do? Oh my God. I, I mean, I think just the giving over to it was the hardest thing for me because it brought me back to a place of almost to that, like limited way of thinking into like that limited belief, like, you know, where, what do you mean by that? So it it brought me back to like the life I lived before I got into this space and was meditating so just thinking like living through the negative like thoughts and symptoms and like I was I couldn't get past it. It was like no matter what I did I I mean in a way it was like I was feeling sorry for myself because I just felt like shit. There was nothing that made me feel better. And I could barely get out of bed. I was I was like laying on the floor. Dylan would come in and I would literally have to be like laying on the kitchen floor. I was, I was so awful to be around. And I hated just being that. I hated that energy that like I felt and I felt I was giving off. But I, it was like I couldn't break through. And then I think allowing myself, like being gentle with myself, like, okay, like I feel awful. I don't feel good. I, I don't like the way that I look. It was just, like, an accumulation of everything. And, like, giving over to that and allowing myself to feel that way was, like, almost a bit of a release.
1: You've been, obviously, through something similar, like you're saying, which was your eating disorder. Totally. So and So did, did you feel like it was
0: bringing you back to 1000%. that? 1,000%. That's, like, right where I was going with this. I mean, I remember when I was, like, probably the sickest with this one day where it was just endless. And I was laying on the kitchen floor and I just couldn't believe that I used to hurt myself like that and that I used to force myself to do that. So it definitely, it brought me back to a dark place in my life. I would
1: would think it would bring up the same exact feelings.
0: Yeah, it did. Very similar. Um,
1: what, what kind of, state of mind were you in when you were dealing with your eating disorder like what what's a state of mind that you feel like you were constantly in was it angry was it um, was it sad how did yeah. you feel?
0: Um, definitely sad and just living in a place of comparison and really looking at everyone's life around me I you know had just gotten into the modeling world always wanted to be a model. And was told when I first signed with one of the top agencies that I had to lose 15 pounds like right off the bat. So it was like immediately I wasn't enough. I, so like,
1: is, is your eating disorder already happening before this was told to you? Or like walk us through how like the the timeline sort of. Yeah,
0: so I, I moved to New York about 13, 14 years ago. And I was living in this little apartment. And it was... I think just like growing up with so many siblings and a bit of chaos, my parents divorced early and there was a lot of trauma young. The second I like got behind closed doors, like on my own, I was like on my own. It's when everything started to come up. It was, I was super anxious. Like every, um, just like every feeling of almost like being, neglected as a child and things just started resurfacing for me and not having a lot of friends, not having a strong circle here. It was like, I just felt totally alone.
1: Can you remember the first time that you did something that, that you look back
0: on that was disordered with your eating? Yes. I was out late, like really late. It was I think I was at Marquee. Can I say that? (laughs) I was at Marquee my first time and I took a taxi home and I just, I was drunk and I, I felt like totally out of control. I stopped at Dunkin' Donuts and I got, I think like an egg and cheese biscuit or whatever it is. I ate that and then I lived next door to a baskin- Robbins a pizza shop like donut it was like I had everything right there I went in and I got ice cream I ate that and went and I had two slices of pizza and then I went upstairs and just so
2: it was like a binge and then get rid of it
0: yeah it was this it was this idea of just like pushing all my feelings is it like down. a control
2: thing because it it's totally. almost like you can control like, okay, I can have all I can have all this and then I can control the outcome of having all this.
0: Absolutely. Hmm. So I think like one thing I want to say about sharing this experience is I'm not an eating disorder specialist and I hope I'm not triggering anyone else who has been through treatment and is in a good place. I, you know, I, I'm simply just sharing my experience and what helped me overcome this. You know, it was, it was a lot of things i had never dealt with as a child and as soon as i was alone it really surfaced for me all of these these feelings of really i think just like not feeling safe not having security i think when your parents divorce and there's always it's just so rocky and you don't know if you're gonna move to your mom's boyfriends this week or if you're gonna switch school districts again it was you like you're
1: always in transition it's chaotic i was
0: So much chaos. So being alone in a big city where I was like segueing into this whole new world with these perfect people, I felt like, oh, my God, like it brought so much up for me. So that was one. It was like. It was so weird because I enjoyed it. I was like, oh, this feels so good.
1: So was it like once you thought, oh, my God, this feels so good, is it something that you say, okay, tomorrow I'm going to do it too? The next day, like do you plan Monday, Wednesday, Friday? Or is it it's no.
0: impulsive? Okay, so that's a really good question. So once I did that and then, you know, finished, if you will, and then woke up the next day, I felt awful. Like I felt really bad. I had a really bad headache. But. As soon as I would, like, step out into the, on the streets and, like, all of my anxiety came back, I knew that I could go back that route. Because it felt, it was like I could handle what, I knew what was going to happen. I knew the outcome. You
2: can, you can control I, the outcome. I could always. control
0: the outcome. Yeah. So I never thought... Thought I w- I never thought I had an eating disorder. That
1: blows my
0: mind. Not at all.
1: Well,
2: but because it's especially like if an you, yeah,
0: like you I was like, this is. If isn't... you feel
2: like you're in control of something, you don't look at it as a disorder. You look at it like this is something you have power over. And
0: I didn't do it every day. Yeah. I mean, I shared this on the previous episode that I did with you guys. I, you know, it was like maybe I had a great week. I did nothing. It was like had a solid week, and then the following week was a lot of stuff came up.
1: But okay, let me ask you this. You, when you had a good week, is a good week, is, is binging and purging, or is a good week Not staying away from it? Staying away from. So it. So you knew that there was something that was like. Ugh.
0: Well, I knew because I was hiding it from my roommate, and I didn't want anyone to know. And, and then I started, like, I started really getting into health, which is funny because I was doing all these awful things, to myself. But I, I started getting, just, you know, I was into like how many calories I took in. And I was very careful. Of More f- like, obs- I feel like obsessive. that adds to the obsession, totally obsessive. And it was, I, I didn't have a healthy relationship with it. And then I think I also restricted myself from so much. And like, especially around people, I was like rigid. And then when I was by myself, it was like, I could what do whatever do you do? I wanted. Let's,
1: let's say I call you and I say, let's go out to dinner and you're in this space. What do you, what do you say?
0: A lot of the time I don't go.
1: Okay, but what if you do go? Are you drinking alcohol? Like, what is what, yeah. what does that feel like when you're out to dinner with a friend that really cares about you? And like, are you ordering strange or is it just
0: normal? No, I was so normal. None of my friends knew. I was
2: going to ask you, did anyone know? Like, Or at some, at some point one, did anyone learn?
0: I think one of my girlfriends caught on to me because she, when I had my... So this, obvi- this went on for... good five years and and like once it's a long time and it was you know it was like highs and lows roller coasters of like maybe months not doing it and then just doing it for months and it was like I back to I never thought I had an eating disorder I just thought it was like this thing once in a while it just happened and then when I lived alone by myself is when it started getting really bad again.
1: Did you move out on your own by yourself strategically because you <clears> knew <throat> that that was
0: something that there wouldn't be anyone else in your space? No, I was really afraid. I had broken up with my boyfriend at the time. It just wasn't working. And I had asked... I, when I was at my lowest, 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 I was still living with him. And we had like a wild night out. It was out all night. And then I was purging in the morning and just, it was like I had never felt worse. What
2: does he think? He just thinks, she, oh, she must be hungover? That's what yeah. I would think. I'd be like, oh I, man, she's hungover.
0: I, I definitely think he was aware that I had some, something. something that was weird, but I also had a, a really bad relationship with my family. So he just thought I had a fucked up family and that that brought a lot up for me. But... And I've never, told, I've, ne- I've never had this conversation with him, and I wish that I did. You know, like if it's like kind of weird now because it's. Are you still friends with this guy? We're, I mean, cordial. Yeah, totally. If I saw him, I would say I'm sorry that I never told. Th-. You know, I just I feel as if I.
2: You think it was affecting the relationship, or like maybe if he knew, he could have been different, almost or you would like
0: you're dating someone else. It's like you, yeah. there's a third person what in do you, your what relationship. Do you, what do you have to tell me, Lauren? When
2: you mm-hmm. got? something weird?
0: Well, there was, yeah, there know. was definitely, I, I hid a lot of things yeah. from him. Yeah, I because was really secretive. It's hard was to, like,
2: you know, it's hard to navigate a relationship if you don't have the full picture, right?
0: He to- yeah, and I and he's just such a nice guy and such a nice person that I feel as if we've never had that place for me to just go back and say that was really what was going on and I'm sorry you had to hear it through. I think you make space for that when you see him,
1: if you see him. (laughs) Right. But, you know, that's all you can really do. Yeah. So, so you said this goes on for five years. You move out of your boyfriend's house into a, a place alone. Does the, does the eating disorder escalate at this point or does it get kind of stagnant? What, how does it, how does it sort of
0: rear its ugly head? Yeah. So let me just say that when I had that, it was like, I had this moment in life where it was like, if I didn't do something, I was, things were going really bad. Like I was going downhill. Things were not going to end well for me. And I called a therapist. So I knew right then I needed help. That's the first thing. I think instead of having everyone come to you and be suspicious that something is wrong, which no one ever did. No one ever did that with me. I had one friend say something to me one night. She called me the next day and she was like, you have a drinking problem and you get, like, you're the most beautiful person, but when you drink, you're so ugly, and you're, I don't want to be around was you. Is it like anger? Yeah, I was very angry. I mean, I'm a recovering hitter. I'm like, I can't, I'm sorry, you know, it's so hard for me to oh imagine yeah. you like this, no. no, no, no. I, I see was you in such a different like light.
2: Like hitting your friends, hitting your boyfriend, like punching? Oh, or I would mocking. deck
0: anyone if they just, like, didn't. No, I was, like, really bad. I can't, what? Like, I've been in fights with girls, my sisters' let's talk about boys. The fights. <laughs> let's talk about the
2: fights. I got to hear about these fights. Like you mean, like you would be in like a fist fight with a girl? Or, I've been or... in fist fights, yeah. Really? Yeah,
0: and not proud at all. I well, yeah. do not. Don't like. I would never do that now. You I like are can't the most believe
1: nurturing. Like I want to be like
0: you when I'm a mom. That was how I, I don't even handled what was going on. Uh huh. That makes sense. It came out of violence. Yeah. And,
2: like, I what, mean, would that... you? what would trigger? What would trigger? Like if a girl.
0: So let's go back to so my eating disorder was my tool. That was my way of coping with anxiety for things that were coming up that I didn't know how to handle. And then hitting was another tool for me. And drinking. And hitting, then.
2: Yeah. So what would trigger you? Is like somebody said some, say something or if they just look at you weird? Or what, like, what, like, what is the?
0: No, it was more like if they kind of came at me. Like I wasn't.
2: Was this randoms or was it your friends? Like you would lash out at your friends or this just could be anybody?
0: It was, like, definitely an issue with the boyfriends Okay. in the past.
2: So it was, like, you guys get in a fight and then the way Like, they- I, like,
0: caught an ex, like, many exes ago, like, doing cocaine and I punched him in the face. Like, I just, like, that was how he dealt with things. I mean,
1: I've thrown a remote at Michael if I'm being really honest.
0: <laughs> yeah
1: talk to you right in the no, face no i feel like every you
2: know like every every guy kind of gets a hit. But, you, but if it gets to the point where you're getting hit a lot then you're gonna figure it out i like... like
1: to flick his balls too sometimes oh, when he yeah. annoys me i'm dead serious <laughs> i know you are that's why i'm dying we're
2: on the plane on the way over here and she in front of everybody she kept like i was making her Flex mad and she kept balls. grabbing over like no, I, trying to I, hurt no, me no i like
1: to flick them there's something about a flick you know
2: this couple this old couple behind us was Not looking at like what it's is like going a, on here it's like <laughs> flick
1: like a fly yeah, dylan you do
2: that too flick hurts
1: she's great girls if you're out there you're listening and your boyfriend acts up flick his balls <laughs> if, you get,
2: oh if you get the flick right it hurts really bad so thank you, gotta you. Be careful I, I have a great flick okay. i was
0: more of like the punch in the face <laughs> type I which probably, is way i'd worse. rather
2: have the punch than the flick
0: <laughs> good to know noted um
2: sorry we got sidetracked huh?
0: yeah and i was also abusing adderall at the time Okay, this is... And like hiding. I want to talk about this. This is
1: really, really important because there are so many women abusing Adderall right now. So I'm talking to women mm. and I actually didn't even know this about
0: you. So I would love to hear more about this. So I'll be really honest. This is something I have never spoken about because I just... It just wasn't the space. I went through like a very short period one summer where um, girls that I was cocktail waitressing with were, it was like, I worked all day and then I was cocktail waitressing and these girls had so much energy. And I'm like, what are, like, what do you guys do? And they're like, we take Adderall. So one night I was like, like, what is this? I've never taken this, took it, had the best night ever. I was like flying around the room. It was like, I was on top of the world, woke up the next morning, ran for seven miles. I was so thin, but I was still in that disordered way of living and thinking and felt as if like I wasn't good enough unless I was really skinny. So it was great. It was like everything was working. And then
1: when you say abusing Adderall, though, do you, you take it once and try like what? Like what, I mean, I was every day. Is it just when you cocktail? Like what's how, what is I really want to dive yeah. into what Adderall abuse looks like? Because so some girls would say, well, I just take it on Saturday night.
0: Right. So no, I, I got to the point where I was buying it off people like paying for it and then taking it as long as I I had a supply and it was really to lose weight. Yeah. It was like to help me lose weight, to make me feel up because I just did a, um, a video with this girl, Vanessa Fitzgerald, who you would really like her. She just, started sharing her Adderall detox. She was on Adderall for 15 years. Her story just like grabbed me because I mean, obviously very different, but I, I love that she shared this. Nettie talked
1: about her, I think.
0: Yes. And how it just, it like affected all her relationships negatively because you like, especially, I mean, I am not a doctor. Some people are prescribed this. I think Adderall is over prescribed and (laughs) many people abuse it, even if they are prescribed. But when she shared that, I was like, oh, I've never shared that. Like I've never really opened up about that. And I feel like it was a huge component in me like going through recovery and just healing myself and, you know, that was another tool. It was another one of those tools that like made me feel up, up, up. It made me feel confidently insecure, like, or I would say like insecurely confident. you feel like you're like on top of the world, but you're so insecure. I've tried
1: Adderall in high school. Um, We used to take it sometimes for the SATs. And what I remember about it is that it takes you so high, you don't want to eat. But then what I remember is the next day... You I awful. felt like I wanted to just lay in the street.
0: Horrible. That's so why, that's why I, I can't you keep taking that. it.
1: I, but like, I, I remember feeling so low the next day for me. It's like to to retake it again. It's just, you're just kind of offsetting that well, feeling to come.
2: Here's the thing. It's a methamphetamine. So like, I'll tell you a story. One of my best friends, and I won't say his name, we, we were in college and he took it for a test. And when we, his dad got him a job, like a corporate job for the summer and they drug test, he said, yeah, sure. I don't take drugs. He took the drug test and it came back positive for meth. Wow. And his, and the guy's b- boss said, "Listen, we're not hiring you. You take meth." And he said, "We talking about?" And they went and told the guy's dad, "Like, hey, your son's on meth." And it turned this whole thing. He wasn't on meth; he was taking Adderall. But it's a methamphetamine, and yeah. people don't realize like it's a speed if you're taking. It's like it, legalized cocaine. Yeah, and then there's another story. Um, one of my best friends' brothers, he was prescribed to it his whole life, and when he graduated college, he said, "Okay, I don't need this anymore," and he got off cold turkey, went on a cruise, and ended up getting a, a pneumonia from being like extreme withdrawals and ended up dying. <gasps> That's it's like so scary. people like it's a, it's a date. Like people don't realize like it could get that no. drug and get really dark.
0: No, it can. And I've seen it happen in my life and it, you know, with people very close to me. So once Vanessa shared that, I was like, you know, I never really shared that. And I feel as if, you know, I, I'm not trying to hide things. It's more so it just, I never felt the space and now I feel okay with saying that and like it's a segue drug like you want to do drugs if you're not on that you can't get that and it can you know go into a bunch of and
2: you do lose weight on it because you lose your appetite but it's not it's not sustainable have you ever seen those bodies i get in trouble for this you ever seen those things where it's like like um you can see when somebody's on it and they have like kind of like loose skin because they don't have the muscle tone because it, it's suppressing their appetite. So yeah. they're not getting nutrients totally. and then they're not doing the workouts. And all like, yeah, I'm losing weight. I can
0: tell in two seconds if someone takes out. It doesn't look good. I swear. In the long can. run. With their pupils and just their behavior. Yeah, I was like super edgy. And like when, when you're not on it, you're agitated. And it's like it literally feels like cocaine. Like you're just like cracked out.
1: So so uh, you're you're living alone, you're taking Adderall. Thank you for. Bringing no, I us just, back. no, I just No, I just want I just really want to set the scene for anyone that's listening out there. You're living alone, you're taking Adderall. You're you're binging and purging. How do you like wh- how do you get to being like, okay, this is really, there's something wrong here and I need to fix it. And what is, I want to know what that period between um, you recovering Mm -hmm. and you making the decision that you needed to get help. Because I think a lot of people don't talk about that space. And there's a space I think, and we talked about it earlier where you have to get so uncomfortable to get to the other side.
0: Yes. So I had a girlfriend, I was like eating Cheerios in my mind. I was like, Going. I was like, I'm. I can't eat honey nut cheerios. Like, I'm totally gonna binge. I like bought these little packets late one night. At, I used to. That's what I used to do. I used to go into like corner stores and like buy all this food and then go and eat it and then get rid of it. And I was like feeling really anxious. What a lonely disease. It's so. Well, it sounds lonely. lonely. It's so. It gives lonely. me chills. No, no. It's so lonely. Because of that's drinking and drugs, I,
2: you can go be social yeah. and do those.
0: Yeah. That's why I didn't want to live alone because I was so afraid. Of what I would do. So I, I this was like this was like a f- early like Friday, like early evening, and I was like eating Cheerios, and then my friend came over, and I got so nervous because I'm like, she knows I don't eat Cheerios, so I dumped them in the in the toilet. Don't ask, I don't know. And then she came up, and she had to be, and she saw all the Cheerios, and I just remember her being like, she looked at me, and I blushed, and I was like. Oh, it, and I was like, she knows she's going to know. And I, that made me like, I was like so afraid that I was going to be revealed that cause it was just weird. Like why, you know what I mean? Why yeah. did I dump them in the toilet? Like it was just a weird situation and I couldn't even come up with anything. But it and wasn't then, as simple
2: as just taking it and throwing the box away. Yeah, you like went no, deep down I, the rabbit hole.
0: Yeah. You, I was yeah. like, why did that make sense to me to cover it up? You know, it, it's just bizarre. And then I, so I was seeing a therapist and at this time I was, I was pretty much in the space where like, it wasn't really happening. It wasn't really happening, but I would still take Adderall every now and then. And then it, that was like, it opened the floodgates. So if I went out late one night, took Adderall and then had a slice of pizza, I would want to throw it up. And like this first so second Ad- I got... So Adderall sounds like it's actually triggering too. Totally triggering. 100%. And, you know, it took me... You know, I just remember like sitting on the sofa and looking her dead in the face. And she would ask me, um, have you taken... Uh, did you take Adderall? And I would say no. And I would be on it. And I'd say no. And she'd say like, okay, have you been... Have you been, um how have things been? Have you been feeling an urge? And I'd say no. And like, I literally like threw up the night before. And I just, I started lying because it just, I didn't want to admit that I still wasn't well. And you almost get romantic with your disease. Yeah. Like I knew I, I knew I wanted help and I wanted to stop this, but it was like, I was so addicted to it it was like, that was my release. And it, and then one day I went in and I was on Adderall and she was the one who said, you know, I just want to tell you that you have this insecure confidence and I, I know when you're on it and I've been able, you know, I think there's been a few times that you've said you haven't been. And I've, I felt as if you were, and I was like, yeah, I, I am, I am. And I just, it was like, it made me so uncomfortable that she called me out on that. And I'd worked with her for five years. And then she asked me, have you been throwing up? And I said, yeah, I have. Like I've, I've said no to you so many times and I have. And, and then she said something to me. She said, what if like, what would happen if when you get the surge, what would happen if you didn't throw up? And I just, I looked at her and I said I'd start crying and I just like lost it
2: and so at this point is this more and is this about body at this point or is this a, is this like a mental block is this like how do you how do you navigate it at that point once you're so deep into it yeah I mean I see you're getting emotional about it yeah no.
0: totally I mean it, and we can stop if you have to mm-hmm. stop no 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 okay, okay, it's okay, fine okay it's pregnancy too <laughs> no, that's I,
1: if you, if you want to stop just let me know please
0: um no I'm okay it I think that was the moment where I realized I wasn't allowing myself to feel and I was just blocking 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 and it was like I had that oh my god like that's what I've been pushing down is like, I've just wanted to cry. I've just wanted to be like that little girl who needed to let it out. Once you
1: release that, were you able to break through it to get to the other? Is that a point where you look back and you had this epiphany where it's like, I'm ready.
0: That was a huge turning point for me. And then she said, okay, and I just remember I cried. I, well, after like, all
2: that time, too, holding it by yourself, and then somebody you have somebody to yeah, like share it, it like with. Yeah, it was
0: such a simple question, too. And I, I had never like allowed that to...
2: But it's so isolating, and nobody's talking to you about it. And then after all this time, as you said, like, fi- like five years or so, and then someone finally, you can share with you like like it, It's a lot to hold in.
0: It was a lot to hold yeah. in. Um, and, and then she said, okay, so if you cry... Like, what happened? Cry, and I was like, okay. And I, I was like, I feel so much better. I feel like I can breathe. That felt so good. And then she said, okay, what if you call someone? Like, if you have that one person in your life, and at the time it was, I mean, I don't remember. I think I, I called my mom a few times, just saying like oh I'm just having a bad day or like in a weird space and I, I didn't say like I want to throw up but it was helpful for me to like get it out and then doing um, writing it out like journaling and writing down like I feel so awful today like I went on a casting and every girl was smaller than me and then realizing that it 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 got to the place where I realized, my eating disorder was never about the food. It was never about the food. Yeah. It was my coping mechanism for childhood traumas and stressors and just... Chaos and control. The chaos, and, and that was my way of... That's
1: really powerful.
0: Yeah, That's it's That's really powerful the
1: truth. That, you, that you look back and you can realize. I think if anyone out there is struggling with an eating disorder, to hear that, I, I would think never been through it but i would yeah. think that that would be um an epiphany.
0: Oh my god, it it really helped. And then i just remember it was like there on out it was like it's not as if it just uplifted and was gone. This is what yeah, this is what i don't understand. No, this it, is where i get but confused. But i was developing healthy tools now. Got it. So instead of going and abusing myself and doing things that hurt myself, i was finding ways to release in a healthy way that was safe still and made me feel so much better.
1: And what were those tools? And I want you to get so specific, yeah. even if it was, even if it was like, like this, what are the small, tiny little things that you did? Even if it's lighting a candle in yeah. the morning that made a difference overall, because I really think that with success, it's always the little tiny things tiny that things. make the big difference. Yes. Instead of just saying, you know, a lot of people will say I went to therapy, but like what
0: were, yeah. like, was it re- like what really get deep here? Mm-hmm. So for me, it was as simple as waking up in the morning and not grabbing for my phone first thing and scrolling and looking at what everybody... <laughs> 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 you got something in the throat? Got to clear it. Got to clear it out. <laughs> and just looking at what everybody else is doing and like starting on that, no, it's like your cortisol goes through the roof, and you're already like, oh god, Charlie worked out. You feel like you got to go. Your t- yeah, you're yeah. like, how did she do that? Like, just too kid. you know? It's like you get on this <gasps> hamster wheel of just, oh god. So I, starting right there, and then cultivating a meditation practice. So what does that look like? I mean, for me, it was like, this was such a new world. So I do want to say, in addition to working with a therapist, I started working with a health coach long before I knew what a health coach was. But my health coach helped me really develop healthier tools. So like the therapist was great. got it, she helped me understand where this was coming from. And then the health coach really helped me, um, develop a practice that worked for me. So it, it, it just started with me just sitting for two minutes with my eyes closed and just breathing.
1: Don't mean to brag, but after the no, episode with I you, know. I have started meditating and it, 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 it is really amazing. So but go on. I just wanted no, to let you know that
0: you inspired me to start. No, you ha- I, I can tell, I, I could tell I, uh, you obviously share it, but there's some, there's like a, a bit of a shift. Maybe Michael, can you do you notice? It's just
2: because I've been so great lately, and I'm just she's just so happy with me, and everything's just no. I'm just kidding. Yeah, she's she's doing. I'm not not allowed to bother her in the morning anymore. I have to go. No, no, no. Noah, like
0: just now, he like wouldn't stop. I'm like, babe, I am finishing my practice. Like this is the most important thing for me. To I have to do that. It's like I have to give that give create space for that. So once I started. Do you want to wait, Michael? Yeah, he does. No, no, go ahead. No, I he does. Him. No, go no ahead. he wants to wait. I'm just
2: watching the levels. No, go ahead. I'm, I'm <laughs> going to keep it in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it in. Someone I was needs like
1: to meditate.
2: <laughs> the um, th- Those are the sirens coming to like, take me away to the loony bin.
1: A, I'm going <laughs> to flick your balls while we meditate.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you know how miserable that would be? You could be meditating in a deep state and Little have someone flick? flick.
0: That would definitely bring you out. <laughs> it would It
2: would traumatize the meditation. Okay, let's keep yeah. going.
0: And then, so I coffee has always been something that like brings me back to like that place with my mom i just remember like that was our you know when you have 5 kids you don't have many moments alone with your parents so it was like i just remember that being like such a warm soothing thing so after i did my breathing before grabbing for anything, I would like sit on the couch and just have a cup of coffee and enjoy it. Where before I'd be like, is this bad for me? Everyone says I shouldn't have this. And I let go of the guilt of holding on to what everybody says about everything. And I allowed myself to enjoy things like as simple as like a coffee with almond milk and not worrying about the almond milk and the calories and like what I'm sweetening with and freaking enjoying it. And then, you know, I think just starting there, it was such a solid place just to have a little morning routine. And it wasn't long. And then I just, I start I was feeling called to go deeper and i started going to i studied kabbalah for a couple years and then i learned a lot from there but i felt i was still looking for something you know like almost like my person and i went to gabrielle bernstein's spirit junkie Masterclass. loved her learned a lot from her and just just really about Embracing who I am. You love her. I remember that. I do really. No, there was someone else. So,
1: <laughs> what's her name again?
0: I love Gabby. No, I, I need her. to buy the I book. I forgot to buy it. No, but there's another book. And I feel like Gabby's better than ever. Like, there's just, she just has. She's gotten more, better than ever. You mean to just like. Yeah. Keeps... She's just, you know, those people who you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. She's just. But there was another woman. So Marianne Williams. She's a regular, um, uh,
2: they're both regular listeners, her and Marianne. So they'll they'll hear hear the compliment. (laughs) Will they? (laughs) No. Oh, (laughs) I was like, oh my God. I like to Uh, to pretend that everyone
0: is. Um, So Marianne Williamson, who was or still is, you know, Gabby's greatest mentor. So Gabby really learned a lot through Marianne. And then I started going to see Marianne. Speak, she speaks, she speaks tonight, 7.30, 9.30. Speaking of f- speaking, no. I wanted to, I wanted <laughs> to go so back fun. a
2: little bit, I wanted to go back a yes. little bit, because I was thinking, so you told your, your one friend at the time, and that was healing,
0: but. Wait, the one with Cheerios? Yeah. I didn't tell I mean,
2: her. Oh, you didn't tell her? Who's But no, so you told someone else, so or the one that approached you?
1: She said she called someone, but she couldn't, re- you couldn't remember who it was. Because I'm kind
2: of trying to think so about. So I
0: never fully came out and said it yet at this place but like i had a person like i would call a friend and i wouldn't say what it was but i would be like "Oh, i'm just in a weird space or like i need to talk or but i wouldn't tell them i wanted to because i I didn't tell anyone yet
2: i want to know the reaction of like of the other people when you started telling people because i'm thinking maybe someone's out there like i really they want really want to tell someone but they can't like what is the reaction you get once you actually start talking about it what's the feedback compassion
0: yeah. And shocked. Like I, you know, I used to, I think one of the first girlfriends I told is my friend, Trish, who suffers from anxiety. She has a book called A Face of Anxiety because I felt very safe telling her. And she was telling me about, you know, we were talking about anxiety and I think she was the first person I told. And, and then it just.
2: And what did that feel like when you told her? Like, what is it? Does it feel like a weight's lifted? Do you feel like yes. you can start growing? Oh is, my God. It was. you feel scared? I mean, no, all
0: I felt like a weight had been lifted off me. And she was so compassionate. She was. But so shocked to the point that I was like, I was so good at hiding it. Like, you really had no idea. I feel as if there. She, so she, her dad actually said something to her. The girl that I told her dad um, said she has an eating disorder. And her dad's like they're Guatemalan. I've been around them like not many times, and he she picked up the energy.
1: When you see, you said you can spot someone on Adderall, but when you see someone who's struggling with an eating disorder, can you? Is that something that you can see as someone who's experienced it?
0: I feel as if I I have a pretty good handle on being able to tell people who have. So let me ask you this Disordered eating. You,
1: you, as who yeah. you are now, have, has a friend that has an eating disorder. Because maybe there's someone that's listening that has a friend that has one. Yeah. How do you approach it in a way that, that's compassionate? What's the right way yeah. to approach? Because I would not know how to approach
0: someone. I think that's a really good question. And I wish someone did. I wish someone asked me, is everything okay? Like I'm just sensing something seems off. And I don't think you even have to mention the food part because that's when things can get it's sticky yeah I think just making sure you're like just checking is in okay. on yeah. yeah and sometimes even just asking that question you can I mean it's almost like when she, my therapist asked me like well what would happen if you didn't do it then you, have a, like, you can have a breakthrough <gasps> yeah and yeah. I was like oh my you know and I, I think you know those days when you're not okay and someone's like let me just give you a hug and you melt and you cry and I think that's really what people are looking for is just to feel safe, to be able... Is is it
1: having an eating disorder? Like um, my sister is an alcoholic. So every day, um, you know, she has to work at... You have to work at being sober. It's not something she wakes up and she
0: makes a choice every single day. Right. Is that how an eating disorder is where you have to check in with yourself every single day? So yes, especially during the, you know when I made the choice not to do that to myself anymore and like really make the choice like it wasn't well you always have that if I you know feel like I overate at dinner it was like no I'm no longer doing that to myself because I'm hurting myself and you know I it's not as if I just it was like one day it just uplifted and was gone I had to really come back to the things that I was I was taught so
1: You almost are channeling the energy that you put into hiding the disease <clears> towards getting better You almost have to make a shift it sounds like with your energy
0: I did so I, I mean that's what really opened up this world for me I, I, t- I like went for a weekend like meditation retreat just here in New York where I learned how to meditate myself and instead of like listening to guides, which guides are amazing. And I think it's such a great place. And I listen to them often, but to be able to bring yourself to this place of peace and like learn how to live with ease in your body, that's what has transformed me. That's the number one thing. And, you know, I share that I eat plant-based and like, those are things that I love, but the most important thing is like i have created this foundation because i do think an eating disorder is a mental disease and i some people may argue that but i i agree with you yeah it was like i lived in my head and it was my way of not i never i didn't feel enough so as soon as i got Behind closed doors, it was like that was my root. That was how I dealt with it.
2: I would make an argument that most diseases start; they're mental, totally. right? And like, there's not a lot of yeah. conversation in our society around. You know, there's a lot of medical things that you can do to try to fix, but people aren't getting to the root cause of. You know why your your mind thinks this way or why your brain's telling you it's okay to yeah. act. Same with you know alcoholics and, and drug addicts. There's something there. There's some kind of pain you're dealing with or numbing or you know, numbing or trying to escape from or whatever. I, I want to totally. talk
1: about something that I think is a huge issue right now that I'm okay. seeing because I, I have this Facebook group where I can connect with women everywhere and I'm seeing that this is an issue. Social media.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: so how do you sort of manage social media so it doesn't become triggering to you because I mean I've never had an eating disorder and I can see how it would be triggering I mean I've felt not triggered maybe is the word for me but
0: um it it can ruffle your feathers yeah so good I'm happy that we're talking about this This is on top of my list okay so uh this it brings me back to when I was at the Spirit Junkie Masterclass four years ago and I was like still in this space of like, you know, there were these girls who were in the wellness space and blogging and doing everything that I I Whoa. thought I wanted to yep. do, really. And I was like, oh my God, like they they have so many more followers than me. And like, I just, it was like, I was so envious of them. And I was sending that energy to them. I was like looking at their stuff and, and then I finally... I deleted all of them with love. I sent them that is love amazing because I didn't do it in a way that I'm like, you bitch, you have so many followers are like, ugh every, you know, look I at you blowing all up. Love. I did. So I like had, t- I was like, good for you. And like what you've created and what you've built delete. And there was like three or four of them and that and follow them all now and like I'm friends with them <laughs> which is amazing like well, because they're amazing you can contextualize it better them. now right yeah. yeah and then it was like one day one of them commented on something and i was like i can follow all of them like, like i wasn't in that space of looking at what they had and what i didn't it took a long time to get there though because it's it's through the commitment of your practice where you'll have just it's like just one day you're like i like even i had my my sister and her kids here this weekend and you know it it normally would have brought up a lot of chaos for me and like maybe like bringing back ways of my childhood and i was like wow i've grown i was in such a peaceful place through the chaos and i enjoyed it and it was like i i i felt that the, the place where you're like i've really grown
1: you know what i love about you I feel like you're constantly working on yourself. Like, even though you feel like I, you've, you've, you've recovered and you have this amazing house and this life and this amazing family, family and kids, and, and, kids and, and friends and blog and you have it all. You're still, to me, as an outsider, you always seem to be trying to be better. And I think that's so important. Mm-hmm. It's like you never fully, and you're like this too. Uh, you're like this you're always trying to progress and do better I think that's important that you never really feel and and I feel like this I never want to feel like this is it you always well, want to try yeah. to be
2: better I think what it is is like thank you all you're, of us you're making me cry no, yeah. imperfect true. thank you right we're all imperfect but you present your best foot forward and so if you're of course when your're on social media and these platforms to the rest of the world it looks like oh wow that's perfect but you, you know you're constantly like there's a lot of things that I need to work on and it, being able to acknowledge that. You can start
1: that, by putting the toilet seat down.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna start by wearing a fucking cup. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. And it, no. It, I think it's it's amazing that you come on here and be vulnerable because there's you are one of those women now that other women will look at and say, oh, she has perfect life, husband, kids, everything. You know, yeah. beautiful everything. And to show this kind of vulnerability, it's it can help people. Right? I hope
0: so. I mean, that's I. I never felt more fulfilled in my life through just touching people through social media. It's the craziest thing. And, you know, I've built my entire business off being a recovering perfectionist yep. because I, you know, my workouts aren't perfect. I don't film them professionally and I, them out because I put them out with love and I, I want it to help someone feel good in their body and exactly the way they are. And I, it, you know, that's, that's just the place that I constantly want to come from. So
1: don't you think it's powerful though, that you can sit here after everything you've been through and help other people? I mean, I think that's pretty fucking cool.
0: Yeah. That's, I mean, it's
2: even if it helps just a few people,
0: 100%. Right? Yeah.
1: Okay. I want to end on this. If someone is out there who's struggling or they know someone who's struggling, and I know you, you mentioned Gabby Bernstein, um, but is, is there a resource, a podcast, a book? It could be a couple things that, that you just think are, are really transformative. Yes.
0: hundred percent. Two books, You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay and A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson. I think I mentioned both of those last time, but That's okay. I Still a good reminder. swear by these books. Okay.
1: And, and you also, um, I've seen on your Instagram a story. Course in Miracles. Yes.
0: So if you start with a return to love, it is, it's almost the cliff note version of A Course in Miracles. Okay. A Course in Miracles can be a little heavy for some, like some people get really overwhelmed by the text. So I always say start, I started with a return to love and it was like, I was like, I I want more, I want more. Listen to Marion Williamson's um, talks on YouTube, Gabby Bernstein's talks. And, you know, if if you feel like you really resonated with a return to love, then I say definitely pick up A Course in Miracles and there's 365 lessons. So you have a lesson every single day and it teaches you to, shift your perspective about everything, about yourself. And that was, you know, the biggest thing that I think one thing one girl had asked me is, you know, now that I'm in this place, do I have any urges or triggers? And I don't because I've done so much work and I'm st- I'm always doing work, but I have powerful tools that I always go back to that I know will only make me feel better. So if I'm feeling stressed when I was in the car with my sister and all her kids and her kids are crying, we, I put on a guided meditation. It was silent. It was like the whole car, We, everyone just like took it in. And I always find, I, I think there's always space to do something that can bring more peace to your life. And, and that's, you know, just why I started sharing my workouts, bringing, these slow controlled, low impact movements where you're not killing yourself and you feel good and easy in your body and, and sharing my meditations and, and just, uh, in hopes to,
1: well, everyone's going to want to follow you. And you guys, she's one of my favorite people to follow on Instagram story and Instagram.
0: Like tell us where we can. I mean, everyone You're follow the sweetest. her. I love you so much. I'm so happy that you like reached out to me and that we're now friends. I, I know, <laughs> and you know where
1: you know where I found you. I don't know if I've told you this. No, you brow don't. teak. I was getting my brows done, and I heard someone say, "Oh my God, you gotta follow Melissa Wood Health <laughs> to her eyebrow lady." And I looked over, and I think I want to say they're twins, so it's hard. It was either Ashley or Lauren um, Warkus of Summerhouse. Really? Do you know who that is? No. I I think that I think that they just like were big f- fans of you. That's I don't know. So sweet. I have the. Uh, I'll, I'll so show you who they yeah, are. Yeah, show adorable. Me who they are. They're on Summer House, and they were just raving about That's you. That's so sweet. So immediately I was like, follow. <laughs> and that was that was when you had just started out, I think.
0: Just started.
1: Yeah.
2: When was the last time we did? the When, when was the last ben, time ben, interview? That. It's like a year?
0: It was a year.
1: Yeah, you guys, if you want to listen fast. to Melissa's first podcast and, and um and we'll say this at the beginning, we we podcasted with her before. Um we'll link it all. Yeah, we'll link it all in the notes. Thank you for sharing thank your story. You. You're incredible. Thank you. Like really thank you. Guys, so much. follow her on Insta and if they wanna Should see I? your blog, yeah, pimp yes. yourself out. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> my website is Melissa Wood Health, where I share all of my workouts. I have free meditations there, plant-based recipes, and my Instagram is at Melissa Wood Health. Is there anything I'm forgetting?
2: Your
1: workouts, where can we find My them?
0: workouts are on my website. Okay. So not to confuse people, because I used to share my workouts on an app. I no longer do that. I share all of my workouts on my website. If you go to the workouts tab and create your profile. You can subscribe to me and I have 12 workouts available to you at all times. I update. So every Monday and Friday, I bring up new workouts. So they're always changing so you don't get bored. And you have
1: amazing green juices on there.
0: Yes. Green smoothies. Yes. I have Plant-based recipes, and those are all for free. The only thing you subscribe to is uh, my workouts, which are nine ninety-nine a month, or Amazing. you can pay for the year. It's ninety-nine dollars. And is that the total? I think yeah, ninety-nine dollars for the year. And yeah, I, I just added a new bonus section where I share bonus free meditations and bonus workouts that I'm doing with people I'm inspired by.
1: I love it. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Thank, thank you for guys.
2: doing this.
0: Thank you so much.
1: If you or anyone you know is struggling with an eating disorder, call the National Eating Disorders Association Helpline at 1-800-931-2237. Okay, guys, for all the live event information, remember to go to dearmedia.com slash live. There's going to be a lot of fun stuff happening, okay? A lot of fun conversation, cocktails, candy, and macaroons. Goodie bags to the first 100 people, and it's on Thursday, July 12th. Doors open at 6.30 p.m., and the show starts at 7.30 p.m. And it's all free. It's all free. With Emily Schumann and Jeffrey Fuller of the mega brand Cupcakes and Cashmere. It is going to be a wild ride. Again, that's dearmedia.com slash live to RSVP. Also, don't forget we're doing a major, major giveaway, okay? We're giving away two round-trip tickets, one for you and one for a friend, with a hotel stay for two nights. You'll get guaranteed attendance to our live event, and Michael and I will be paying for you and your guest. To enter, write a review on iTunes and leave your social handle on the review. Then all you have to do is screenshot your favorite episode and post it to your Instagram feed for only 24 hours. You can remove it after that, but we need to see that you entered. Then go to my Instagram and let me know on the comment section that you've entered. So again, that's two round trip tickets, one for you, one for a friend, a hotel stay, and you get to hang out with me and Michael. That's going to be fun, right? It's always fun.
2: It's always fun. Also, we mentioned this last week, and we see messages coming in. Don't forget the new Skinny Confidential him and her hotline at one eight three three Skinnies. That's one eight three three Skinnies. Go there, leave a message for a chance to be featured on the show. All the directions are on the sh- on the voicemail, which you'll hear. Ask us anything. Tonight. Yes, ask us anything. This
1: episode was brought to you by Ritual Vitamins, the vegan, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, and allergen-free vitamin. It's made without synthetic fillers or colorants and it has this minty cap that's infused with pure peppermint oil so the vitamins taste good. Did you guys know that 95% of women do not get vitamins and minerals that they need on a daily basis? So Ritual created a smarter vitamin with the nine essential ingredients women lack most, including D3, which I really need. So go to ritual.com skinny and choose clean ingredients that are backed by science. Sign up now at ritual.com. .com/skinny $30 a month delivered straight to your door.
2: This episode was also brought to you by Thrive Market. Thrive Market is your one-stop shop for high-end, high-quality and highly discounted groceries, supplements, beauty products and household supplies. Thrive Market guarantees its customers 25 to 50% below retail on all items because it cuts out the middleman. Thrive Market is offering all Skinny Confidential, him and her listeners, $60 in free groceries and free shipping with a one-month trial when you go to thrivemarket.com slash skinny. Again, that's thrivemarket.com slash skinny. Happy shopping, everyone, and we will be back next week.